What's up, everybody? On this episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking about the or <laughs> the castrated the castrated Russia. The Russian castrated secret society. It's going to be really <laughs> awesome. So just you need to listen to that. But before we do that, we got to do our uh, our little uh, baby update. So, uh, what week are we on? 16. All right. So, what has happened so far is that the eyes, your baby's eyes, are beginning to become more and more sensitive. So, I know that they just started working properly, per se, last week. Now, they're becoming extremely hypersensitive, and they're starting to move side to side. (laughs) And they've also begun sucking their thumb. No. Yeah. Which is kind of neat. And their heart is pumping about 25 quarts of blood a day. That's awesome. That is awesome. How big is it? Do we have a size? It's about the size of an avocado at this point. Avocado. Or an apple. So if you're a a white girl, yeah. This a baby. It's an avocado. Can't kill it. Can't kill it. That's the thing. Still can't kill it. Still can't kill it. Still a baby. That's right. It's sad that all this is going on and people still think it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Of your baby at this that's point. the whole purpose of this entire baby is to make people aware. Can't kill it. Yep, it's alive. It's alive. It is alive. Oh man! And uh, I just realized that we uh, were neglectful during the podcast episode. Okay, we record these afterwards. Yeah. So, oh, hold on. Wait. Smoking that sticky, sticky green stuff. There you go. Sorry, you I had, also I had should not fit. be doing while pregnant. You should not be doing <laughs> that while pregnant. No, you can eat avocado, but you just because your baby's the size of an avocado. But you can't be smoking that sticky, sticky green stuff. No, <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Uh, it's a, are it, you ready? That wasn't supposed to be a good segue. We just missed it, and I have to have that in every single podcast That's true. episode. So yeah, for the uh, next fifty. I appreciate you guys trying to. Uh, Pack me up on it. Yeah, <laughs> we love we love it. We love that. Uh, anyways, uh, you love the sticky green stuff. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> I mean, no. I gave that know, up no when shame, I. But. No, I gave that up when when it was illegal. And if oh, it's ever okay. legalized, I'm still not going to do it. I made that decision a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, hey, we got a great episode about people getting castrated in <laughs> Russia. So, <laughs> sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. You're listening to the All Out War podcast. What's up, Warriors? Welcome to another episode of All Out War. I am Turner, and I'm in the studio with Rosie. What's up, Rosie? Hey, what's up, man? I love that new intro. It is very good. It just gets my head bopping every time. It's groovy. It is groovy. It is groovy. Yeah, man. And welcome to the podcast, our live audience. Hey. Hey, yeah. So they are back. We are back with another episode. Mm-hmm. We are going to continue on with our S3, the Secret Society series tonight. But before we do that, what do you know, man? Oh, hey. Yeah. Um, did you know Psy from Gangnam Style? Yeah. Yeah. He does not. He didn't. He Well, he did not like Americans. He wrote a song 
Um, he rapped a song about torturing and killing American soldiers and their families. <laughs> what? Isn't he from Korea? Yeah. Like South so, Korea, right? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So during a 2004 protest against the U.S. presence in Iraq following the beheading of a Korean missionary, Sai, hmm. during a song called Dear American, so obviously their English isn't very good because it's Dear Americans. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> Dear American. Uh, by, the na- by the band Next, rapped the following lines. These are what Sai said. Kill those effing Yankees who have been torturing Iraqi captives. Kill those effing Yankees who ordered them to torture. Kill their daughters, mothers, daughters-in-law, and fathers. Kill them all slowly and painfully. Man. Talk about a grudge. Yeah. Dude. Dangham style, yo. But you said all this is because of a missionary was killed? A Korean missionary? Yeah. Who? Don't you uh, think he would be, like, more forgiving? Well, the other thing like, is... is um. If it was beheaded, if the missionary was beheaded in Iraq, right? I don't think it was the Americans <laughs> right. that killed yeah. him. Yeah, so he doesn't even know his geopolitics. No. Uh, oh, Gangum. Yeah. Um, American <laughs> soldiers don't typically behead people, like missionaries. It's uh, Right, right. Um, yeah, missionaries are the ones that are, like, praying for those that are being hurt and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, interesting. So... If you listen to Gangnam Style, you hate America and you need to leave. You need to get sent to Guantanamo Bay. That's right. Learn your lesson. You need to go over to You need to leave. Go yeah. back to where you came from. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, uh, did you vote for Trump? Oh, man. Yeah. Speaking of that. <laughs> speaking that of wasn't a yeah to voting for Trump. I, oh, I think I've said something. So... Crazy news! Like I know we're gonna touch touch. We're gonna we got we can't do the podcast without touching on this topic. We have to. It's you shouldn't say touching. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get hung up on uh, <laughs> on words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. uh, yeah. So I, it, it's Sunday. Yeah. Today's the eleventh of August, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yesterday, the tenth of August, when we were when before we recorded this. Uh, one of the most prominent, you know, uh, criminals hung and killed himself. Supposedly. Supposedly. Under suicide watch. And uh, Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein is the guy that we're talking about, obviously. And mm. this is just crazy to me because we were, this, you know, he had just, they had just released these, all of these names. Yeah. Two, uh, it was two days prior, so three days ago from recording. Uh, I think it was like 2,000 pages of sealed documents were unsealed and then one of i i think this is how it happened because then it was unsealed one of the witnesses who was talking about the stuff in the documents yeah came out and publicly or it was uh attributed to her yeah and yeah so she started naming a bunch of other names i think it was uh, a former governor or senator of new mexico who was a democrat right and uh someone else prince andrew was in it wasn't he uh, yeah, but that's, I would say that's old news. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> he got, <laughs> yeah, I've been tweeting about him for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's sad that, quote unquote, he died. And, I'm, not, I'm not sad that he died. But here's the crazy thing. I just pulled up my Twitter. It's, it's you know, after 8 o'clock in the evening. It happened yesterday. It literally, like, number one was Epstein suicide. Number two was, like, Clinton body count. Mm-hmm. 
it, right now it's trending all the way down number seven. It went down. It was six like a half an hour ago. It's now seven trending with over 60,000 tweets The the number, the number five only has 14,000 tweets. So, you know, there's something it's, yeah, they're not letting it be where it needs to be. Yeah. And I found out this was really interesting as well that, uh, originally, uh, like the Google search trends, yeah, because uh, you can look up and see what keywords were trending, where, at what time, what their, you know, the uh, analytics are, you know, basic analytics. Yeah, and uh, Clinton body count was yesterday. Yeah, trending everywhere in the United States. Right. Trump body count was only in California. <laughs> then it moved to um, New York, and then it was trending in Texas. So only those three states, Trump body count was. In Texas, I wonder why I'm in Texas. Well, That's Austin weird. has a lot of tech. Oh yeah, companies. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's there's a lot of people relocating to Texas too. They're trying to make it yeah. blue. By, it will by moving and immigrants and things like that. Yeah. You know. If we lose Texas, we will never lose again. We, we will never, never win. win. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's done. I know. Um, but yeah, so <coughs> we being the conservative vote. Well, right. I mean, yeah. we haven't won in a while. But <laughs> 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 we haven't won in a while, but. Right. Um, yeah, but yeah, so... Uh, so Epstein, and, and here's the thing, it's like we were, we did an entire podcast, you know, I'm going to pat myself on the back here, we did an entire podcast on Pizzagate and Pedogate, and we talked about it, and he is no doubt uh, part of this whole, that whole thing that was happening with that, with some of the people he's involved with, and that are being named, the reason that it's connected to Clinton body count, you know... Uh, is because of his association with the Clintons. Mm-hmm. And whenever dirt comes out on the Clintons, people die. Suicide. Get suicided. And so, uh, yeah, keep that Clinton body count trending because it helps our... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on YouTube, we've, we've been getting getting crushed. I and mean, people have been watching that. It's our podcast, but it's in an audio form with just a backdrop yeah, on it. And so. we don't ever, like... It's the the service we use to upload it just yeah. automatically turns it into that, so right. we never even care. And now all of a sudden, <laughs> right. it's getting like five times the amount of views as any other podcast on that yeah. that's been on there. But, yeah. but but yeah, so Jeffrey Epstein, a billionaire pedophile, mm. a trafficker of children to the rich and powerful. And this is the other thing: if you think it's just the Clintons, it's not. Mm. They they are very small potatoes compared to. The royal family, the British royal family, yep. billionaires, like, you know, it's, it's, when you even think about, you know, millionaires or stuff like that, the Clintons, I mean, they have, they have a lot of money, hundred millionaires or whatever to say. <laughs> um, when you have guys that are like, even Trump 4 billion, yeah. if you say the low estimate, that's multitudes. That's, that's, that's a whole nother category of people. When you're getting into billions, right? that millionaires just, you know. There, it's a whole nother level of it's, elite. So, like, what a millionaire would be to you and me, yeah, is what a billionaire is is to them. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, I can't, you know, because if you have a hundred million dollars or something like that, yeah, you can't afford like five fifty million dollar houses, right? Or right, building hundred million dollar houses, you know, apartment complexes and stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, yeah, it puts you in a like you're like at like GDP's equivalents for small countries and stuff like that. Billionaires, yeah, uh, some, yeah, multi-billionaires, yeah. Like if you're if you make if you have if your worth net worth is like twenty billion dollars, say, yeah, which some of these guys are or more, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's yeah, 
so that puts you like the GDP. Yeah, but of like, I, yeah, the whole yeah, the whole point is that they're at such an elite level that if you're you're selling yourself short, if it's, you think it's just the Clintons, right? Um, they're just the most the, American known. Yeah, probably name. Yeah, but yeah, so he uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, and uh, which is weird is everybody knows. Like it seems nobody is buying this. Nobody's buying it, which therefore means, so uh, everyone is now a conspiracy theorist. Right. If you doubt the 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 story in any form, you are now a conspiracy theorist. Welcome to the family. That's right. Um, you can't help it because you're a conspiracy theorist. If you doubt the you know, the mainstream story that he just killed himself, and there's nothing suspicious about the fact that he was taken off suicide watch shortly before yeah, yeah. and like here's another thing that there was reports coming out that the cameras weren't operating yeah correctly. the camera malfunctioned the night that he was killed himself and yeah. so he got moved into a federal prison yeah particularly because he's so high profile that they could keep a better eye on him right so there's this thing where you know if you move to the federal i'm not going to knock this but just take this for what it's worth is people would look at like, you know, state prison and you're like, oh, okay, you know, you know, some GED prison guard, you know, like something like that. People <laughs> right. think they're like, you know, these idiot prison guards, but you know, federal level, it's, right. you know, very secure. We house, you know, the worst of the worst mm -hmm. and we can keep a really good eye on them and we're super trained and all that stuff, which is probably, there's some merit to it, but that's yeah. why they move them. And uh, so you have probably the most ho high profile, guy right now in prison he tried to kill himself he got beaten up well here's the other thing too like a lot of people don't know i didn't know he got beat up but the guy that he was originally in with yeah that's was, who beat him up oh that the cop the ex-cop yeah he was a four-time homicide you know convicted yeah. homicide felon of yeah uh and he was a dirty cop he was also found with a cell phone yeah yeah <laughs> so so yeah when that first happened everyone's like this is weird right and then all of a sudden so he ends up with a phone, and then Jeffrey tries to kill himself, slits yeah. his wrist. No, I think he tried to hang himself. I think was it? Yeah. I thought he tried to kill, slit his wrist. But so he, they, is it possible that someone called, you know, slipped his phone in, and then said, "Hey, you're going to get a phone call. Do what they say, and your family will be taken care of." Like, well, yeah, like taken care of financially. Yeah, or whatever. Because yeah, he's but, like, I mean, you don't out. even need to bring a cell phone in. I mean, a yeah. guard could have just told you know, pay right. a guard, hey. Take care of him. Well, they paid off the guards, I'm sure, too. Well, yeah. So the three guards that were supposed to be watching him. And this is the thing people may not understand. And not that I'm some prison expert. <laughs> but when someone's on suit, I mean, you just watch uh, Locked Up. Yeah. A regular show where they go inside prisons. If someone's on suicide watch. Yeah. They're in a room where someone is literally staring at them. Eight hours. They're shift. They're right. staring into this room. You don't have anything. Watching them. They're watching them so right. they don't kill themselves because they're on suicide watch. Yeah. And, and they, they and they put them in like this like tearproof clothing. Yeah, they so don't they have anything that can no shoelaces, like the whole anything that could possibly use to harm right. themselves. But there's people constantly monitoring. Yeah. So if you have a high profile guy and the camera malfunctions, okay, maybe it does. Why didn't it get fixed right away? And the other thing is Where was the guy watching? Well no. Why didn't you move the highest profile guy in the news? Everyone's going after him. To a different cell. Right. Because he's to, clearly... So the camera works. Yeah, just move him to a cell with the camera works. That happens all the time. There's problems, you know, stuff in prisons that they just move temporarily. Right. Um, yeah, and the three prison guards that were uh, supposed to watch him uh, got sent home. 
Yeah. So. Eh. Yeah, there's too <laughs> so, much. There's just and, too uh, much here's around the other thing. it. Yeah. Um, it's very hard. You can't hang yourself. Like, even in federal prisons, even if you're not on Suicide Watch, there's nothing to hang yourself on. Yeah, there's no bar. There's no loop. There's, there's no, nothing. Yeah. The bed comes straight out. Right. You know, it's, it'd be different if, like, he broke his neck bashing his head into the wall. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, that, you can understand. You're like, okay, he can do that. Right. But you can't hang yourself. Like, there's no faucets on the sink. There's nothing. Right. And he didn't have anything to hang himself with. There's <laughs> right. no material to hang himself I with. Know. It's just too strange. This so, is, like, man, this is, it's, an, it's another one we add to the Clinton body count. I wouldn't say that. But. I would. I, I would put it in there. You know why? Because... Because everyone that tries to bring dirt on the Clintons gets killed. But I would every see, time, I would disagree and say, like I said, this goes farther than the Clintons. Well, I agree with that, but I think the Clintons have the track record to say, hmm, suspicious, suspiciously, who could have done this? Well, yeah, but I think it's. I, I don't think. But it's, when you're a ultra billionaire, yeah, things happen. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Clinton, the, I don't think the Clintons could have pulled this off. They're just happy it did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they're tangentially, it helps them. Right, of course, of course, because they're but, like freaking cats. But you got to think, like these people that are running global national corporations, you know, mega billion, tr- trillion dollar, you know, right, global banking systems and stuff like that, which billion, you know, yeah. these very, very, very ultra, ultra rich people, they don't care about the Clintons. They don't care about some old rapist you know they don't care about him they're not going to protect him they're protecting themselves so yeah now but anyways now, every, literally everybody they would have benefited greatly though if, if hillary would have been elected because she would have you know yeah benghazi anything to give them what they wanted and because they'll pat her pockets she knows yeah. that right yeah she's corrupt she's corrupt yeah but yeah, so wow. So anyway, it's not even trending upward on Twitter now. It's like not anymore. Six. It might be. Might even be seven. I'll check it again before the end of the podcast and see how far off it is. Yeah. So it started at seven, and uh, yeah. If anybody wants to listen to episode forty-four of this podcast, <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm, I mean, I know that sounds self-serving, but if you want to listen to get caught up on some of the background stuff, and this actually ties in really, really closely with our topic that we're going to talk about tonight as well um actually it's down to 10 now i just checked it on twitter so in an hour it's gone from six ten minutes. to ten or ten minutes yeah it's yeah. gone from six to ten seven to ten yeah but 30 minutes before that it was at six yeah so it's it's dropping even more um and in the twitter retweet count keeps going up it's like in yeah. eighty six thousand now yeah tweets but i mean that's the thing it's not even a conspiracy everyone knows that they're trying to silence yeah so it's of so course. that's one thing, and then the, it's like you can't. Truth is being just muzzled as much yeah. as possible. But this is actually like really backfired on everyone because this is so blatant, right? That nobody believe nobody. Yeah. You have to be as uh, dead as Jeffrey Epstein is to believe <laughs> that anything of what they said. Right. Nobody believes this. All right, Le- so let me run this by because I was reading. I uh, so yeah. here's what happened to me. Uh, on Saturday morning, my wife and I were doing, we had to go do this thing. And so we were sitting in a, in someone's business and we were sitting there waiting and I opened up my phone and I, it was like nine o'clock in the morning and I see the news report mm-hmm. that it's, it was on Twitter actually. It was like Jeffrey Epstein dead at whatever yeah. his age is, 64 or whatever it was. I don't know how old he was. And uh, I was like, what? 
And I was like, and for like 15 seconds, I was surprised. And then, and then I was like, of course he's dead. Like, yeah. like I didn't think he was going to make it out of there. Like, yeah. I didn't think he was going to get to trial. Like I, you know, in my head, like in all reality, this did not surprise me. Yeah. Just because of all that it's connected to. And, um, that's what, that was like kind of how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it blew up, of course, you know, but, um, what I was going to say is we're doing this secret society, you know, series. And one of the aspects of the secret society series is, um, when it gets to these elite secret societies, there's these cultic practices and occult practices that involve a lot of sexual deviance. Mm-hmm. And that this one of the things that we can that we can talk about here is that with Pizzagate in particular, um, is that they w- involve something like spirit cooking, um, which we've talked we talk about on that particular episode forty four when we talk about Pizzagate, and it was an occult practice and it was ritualistic and um, it's to bring power and all these other things. And we find that these secret societies all have these ritualistic practices involving um, all kinds of different things. Some of them are just alchemic, you know, mm-hmm. um, where they're just putting chemicals together and saying secret slogans and words. And they're trying to in- evoke in some esoteric way the unseen, you know, like... Uh, or literally casting demons. Or, or that, yeah. Some of it's more literal in that. And um, But... Uh, the one we're going to talk about tonight actually involves sexual deviance. So, um, the one of the ones we're going to talk yeah. about tonight. So, and it's got the best name out of all. Of them. Like when I saw this one when we were doing our research, when we got our research stuff, I was like, "Oh my gosh, we got to talk about this one!" Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then I read it, and I was like, "Oh, this is disgusting. This is horrible." Yeah. Why you would ever be a part of this secret society? It just blows me away. It's just the dumbest thing ever. So. The first one we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. the castrators of Russia, <laughs> the castrators, man. Oh, gosh. And uh, I'll just read something real quick. It says, uh, one of the most extreme secret cults in recent time is the, now you're going to tell me with this, sk- sk- I would assume. Yeah, this is all Russian, so there's a lot of Russian. Yeah. So the Skopsi? Yeah. Skopsi? I don't know. Which means castrated in Russian yeah. uh, of Russia and the Balkans. So the Skopsi uh, secret society. And it says the fact that they are, the fact that they <clears throat> carried out castration as part of their religious rites caused them to be considered insane. <laughs> so uh, these were the castrators of Russia. It says, although given a Christian framework, the cult, uh, the, the cult of the castrated and the castrators was descended from the ideas founded in the old mystery religions. Ascetic monks and saints felt that they could a, a, attain affinity with the divine through self-mortification. Worshippers of classic mother goddess and particularly their priests celebrated their devotion by the sacrifice of their genitalia. So that'll give you the groundwork of this weird secret society that are called the castrators of Russia. Um, just some of the things that we can go through on it is that, um, in fact, if you Wikipedia castration, uh, you can see that there's a tab for religion mm-hmm. and this religion comes up. They call it, they don't call it the castrators of Russia. <laughs> they call it scopatism or however you say this guy, this Russian name for castration. Yeah. They call it scopatism. And I think it's called scopsy because I think the T is silent. Yeah. 
in Russian, if I remember correctly, in all my years in the gulag yeah. back in the day. But <laughs> hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm still getting over this uh, weird summer cold that I've had for a couple weeks. Which, uh, just so anyone else doesn't buy that, there's no such thing as a summer cold. Whatever. It's a cold I got, a cold I got in the summer. Yeah. So. I think you got Ebola, dude. People don't get... <laughs> People don't get colds in the summer. Really? You're looking at one. Yeah, you got Ebola. It's the same kind of feelings I get in the winter when I get like a cold, like flu-like symptoms. I get like little cold. I get the chills. I got like this weird drainage that comes down the back of my nose. Dude, I'm not going to say it on air. But your immune system's kind of... <laughs> Maybe you got I do not have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have AIDS. I've been blood tested, man. Okay. All right. I'm clean, boy. I think you do. I'm clean. All right. Uh, Scopitism in its modern form started in 1757 among members of the seek of the sect of the flagellants. Flagellants, not flagellants. Flagellants. <laughs> Flagellating is uh, when you would whip yourself and beat yourself. Um, there's all kinds of actually Catholic sects that practice self-flagellation. And they basically will whip themselves with a cat of nine tails to cause themselves to bleed for the sake of reaching a higher or ascended state of spirituality. You're skipping a lot, man. No, no. I'm just, I'm filling okay. in the blanks right now. I, that word flagellant made me do it. I was talking about Catholics, not talking about this group. I know, it goes into it. All right, I know. So uh, <laughs> the, the people who lashed and mutilated themselves as a means uh, to attain a state of an excitement and coma, which is to be found in religious and secret sects throughout the world. Um, so Rasputin, the mad mystic of Russia, was a flagellant. Um, I didn't know that. Their so ceremonies were touched upon by Prince Yusupov. Uh, thus, they claimed to be inspired with the Word and the Incarnate Christ, a monstrous combination of the Christian religion with the pagan rites and primitive superstitions. The purpose of, of these radnia or ceremonies was to create a religious ecstasy an erotic frenzy after invocations and hymns the faithful formed a ring and began to sway in a rhythm and then to whirl around and round spinning faster and faster the master of ceremonies flogged any dancer whose vigor abated the redney uh radney how do you say that what is i don't know man r-a-d-n-e or E-N-Y-I, so it's just a weird word that I think it's Russian. Ceremonies, yeah. Yeah, ended in a horrible orgy, everyone rolling on the ground in ecstasy or in convulsions. So uh, that's that's interesting. Um, so you and I were talking beforehand, and so yeah. this was the big question. Like, if you've been castrated, it greatly depletes your sex drive. Right. And I know from my biblical studies that um, some guys like Daniel – uh, that we believe that he was castrated. Um, many. W w th this would be what they call eunuchs mm -hmm. in the Bible. They would be defined as a eunuch. And so they did that for the purpose. Like, for instance, um, you know, Daniel was made a eunuch because when he was put in the court of the ruler of the king, in that case it would have been Nebuchadnezzar, and, and a, he, I think he served through three different kings. Yeah. But uh, whatever king he's in the court of, if he's a handsome guy, which we know Daniel was actually pretty pretty handsome dude like joseph was as well um to keep his queen from being violated right. and impregnated right yeah. too because if they if they if one of the court guys he's a peasant 
and but he's working for the king. Maybe he's highly intelligent, but he's you know doesn't have any earthly possessions or any power because he's in the submission to the king. If he gets the queen pregnant and has a baby, everything changes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Unless the king's really vindictive and he might kill the queen. So, anyways, my whole point on this is that, like biblically, they would do this to deplete sex drive. Yeah. So it blew me away, and it really puzzled me when when I realized that they would do this weird ritual where they would spin around and gyrate and do all of these like weird like hyperstatic you know like rituals and then they would end in an orgy yeah well i was gonna say i don't think orgies using the same term here you don't think so no because i was gonna say in a horrible orgy everyone rolling on the ground in ecstasy so i think i think an orgy just might oh, mean it's a, almost like a um yeah a, yeah like a group of it's just Thanks. a massive yeah. movement of people. But I would assume they're, they were but having we do, sex. But we do know because they talk about it later Yeah, in the book. So we do know that there's sexual stuff that happens. But um, so this secret society, it was started in the 17, you know, late 16, early, uh, I'm sorry, 1757. 1757. Right. Yeah. So in the 1700s, and it kind of went through. And we know that from based on the studies that, it, there's some sects of this that are still around today mm-hmm. that are still existing today and and the practice is what makes it outstanding yeah the the castration um and so the devotee in order to really uh find their place in the secret society that to prove their loyalty and to get gain access to secret knowledge again here that you know, yeah. whatever their secret religious knowledge was the castration was the pathway to that because it proved their loyalty. And I also read in here too, that there was some of these like offshoots of the sect would actually uh, permit some people to have two kids, yeah. one or two kids. Some of them make, I think even three. It said two. Yeah. Was it two? Yeah. And then, but then they wouldn't let them allow them after that, they would be castrated. Mm-hmm. And they thought that having a kid was like the greatest sin. Like, yeah, which is yeah. Well, let's keep reading it. We'll get into all that. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, so they get they're getting. We kind of explain like some of the basics of what they would do and how they would, you know, be known as. And uh, and then it says the master's home. Uh, this is on page uh, seventy. What I'm looking at right now. Oh, we skipped a bunch. Okay. Not a not a whole whole bunch. It's just uh, some names and some people that kind of were institutionally, you know, starting it and all. But the master's home was called the house of God, or sometimes heavenly Zion. Sometimes it was referred to as New Jerusalem. Uh, a guy by the name of Selenov, and he will he's a name that we'll say many times was re- was the a reincarnation of Christ, who was himself the embodiment of an earlier uh, earlier unidentified deity. His transmigration was not direct having been through the body of Peter the third who had been born who had who had been born they claimed of the Immaculate Virgin Elizabeth Petrovana so man these Russian names I, I'll probably do better than like Petrovna 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 what did I say I don't know Petro- I'm just I'm just I, repeating I it yeah Petrovna yeah they're fun yeah Russian's a crazy language um yeah so uh she that she was an empress right and uh, it says she ruled, or the empress ruled in actuality, it is said, for two years only. After this, she transferred her power to a woman of the court who resembled her, changing her name to Akulina Ivanova. <laughs> Ivanova. 
uh, she dedicated herself to the cult. I should say, I should say, Avanova. That sounds a little bit more Russian, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, she she lived at the she lived at first at the house of of the of the Skopti prophets. So this is interesting. Prophets, you earn the title of prophet in this secret society by converting twelve people uh, to join and castrate themselves. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not sure if there was a whole lot of people that were actually prophets, but they <laughs> they would become the leaders of sort of uh, the ritual activities. They would kind of give the message and whip the people when they weren't, you know, spinning fast enough and stuff like that. So that's just an, a look into sort of the structure of the leadership mm-hmm. in, the, in the cult, you know, in the secret society. Um, so uh, one thing that I was going to point out is that disciples pointed to Silanov's undoubted popularity with people of quality as one indication of his former life so uh i'm right on the next page yeah. there and um it says shilov the believers asserted was the forerunner and merely the announcer of the redeemer Serlanov. so there was this guy Serlanov, and he had a guy that went ahead of him announcing that he was going to come the book of the passion of Serlanov or the redeemer tells how emperor paul i had Serlanov bought brought back to metropolitan russia to hand his crown hand him his crown as he recognized him as his father but that is not possible because selenov of course demanded that paul be castrated in order to become a proper member of the true faith as a result selenov was Im- imprisoned by the per- perverse paul uh, who valued his genitals more than he did the redeemer <laughs> so uh, what what was happening was is the the secret society was actually beginning to gain in popularity in Russia and it was gathering power and people that were in the elites were starting to you know emperors empresses and people who had power and money mm-hmm. were getting swayed into this thing and um, and so this guy uh, was put in prison and then he was released by this guy Paul and Paul wanted to bring him in and make him kind of like give him his shot. And he ends up putting him in in jail because Paul decides, I like your cult. I just like my testicles better. Yeah. <laughs> and he so it turns on him, and he ends up going uh, into into prison for that, which is crazy to think about that he had that that kind of power. And remember, I was mentioning that it's still active today. Like we still have parts of it that are known today. Um, it says that that Selenov. When the government decided to confine him to the the monastery of Sudzal, Sud Suz, Suzdal, uh, gave out that he would live. He he gave out that he would live forever, and this belief continued long after his death. So we know he didn't live forever. It is said that the legend still believed in due course he will reappear and take control of all of Russia, and everyone will be castrated. <laughs> <laughs> Present day followers of the cult at least until recently in the Balkans and currently quite secretly in Lebanon and Turkey, have modified the teachings. Each member is allowed to have two children, after which he must be castrated and can, can fulfill himself in the way of which the sect insists was his destiny. So, uh, so that's that what we were talking about there. So it's still around today, and they've modified it because really, honestly, if everyone's castrated, no one can have kids, and then you die yeah. off, right? It's like your cult just dies off on its own. Yeah, well, the easiest way to grow your cult, as you see by 
I don't know, a really big popular cult like Islam is to have babies that are born <laughs> into that cult. Because um, it's a lot harder to convince people to convert. To convert, it's a lot easier to outbreed. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's the only thing they know, yeah. you hold them in that bubble of that belief system and stuff. And, yeah. And everyone who's outside of it is the enemy as well, which is. Infidel? Yeah. Yeah. Infidel, right. That's <laughs> so, right. There you go. You got anything you want to add to no. anything so far? All right. So we talked about how when an initiate would join this secret society, they'd have this rite of passage through castration. And uh, and I'm, a, I'm imagining, they don't really go into details in this that I, that I saw, but I'm imagining that there's sort of like levels that you would go up to through, you know, your initiation process. Yeah, well, it had, it had talked about it when they had prophets and then they had masters. Okay. So there are different yeah, so levels, you, clearly. Yeah. But it's, it's yeah, it seemed like the prophet was just based on converts, so you basically are rewarded for converting people and castrating Right. Them. I wonder if it was like when David went to get all the foreskins so he could get his wife from Saul. Yeah. He's like, I need I need a thousand foreskins or whatever the number was. I forget. I think it was three hundred. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if it was like that. Like the castrator is like, I have got I got sixteen pairs. <laughs> they're like pairs. I, they're, <laughs> well, yeah, because you cut them off in pairs, right? Am I missing something? <laughs> Most people only have one penis and therefore one foreskin. <laughs> no, castration is the testicles. Oh yeah. Okay, I thought you meant yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, you're right. I got I got several pairs of yeah, uh, yeah, and they're like, okay, let me count your let me count your sack. Of, <laughs> <laughs> that came out way wrong. Hold yeah. on, let me count your bag of of testicles. Let's count how many. Yeah, my mom's not listening right now. She just turned this off. Yeah. She's more embarrassed than me now. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about that secret. Well, that I was going to say what's yeah. interesting about uh, how we found out, and it's it's always interesting, I think, to talk about how we actually find out what these teachings are. And it says right here, when Selenov, Selivanov, whatever that dude, yeah, who was actually a peasant, uh, the guy that started everything, yeah, said he died in 1832. Uh, he was in a monastery mm-hmm. at Spazo. Euphemius. Yeah. Yeah. It says one of his most fanatical lieutenants, a lieutenant named Captain Sosanovich, <laughs> was placed in another monastery where he reconverted to Orthodox Christianity mm-hmm. and revealed the innermost secrets of the cult to the abbot. So here you go is guy gets out of it. Uh, they would call it deprogramming nowadays. And you get, you know, get out of the, the cult mindset and everything like that. We mm-hmm. talked about that when we talked about cults and revealed all these secrets. So it's kind of cool to uh, see, you know, that's how we found out. It was actually a guy that came out of it. Somebody, everyone somebody who was high up. Yeah, yeah. A lieutenant, which again would give some credence to levels of. Yeah. The Init- thing. Initiate levels. Yeah. Yeah. But this is what's really <clears throat> interesting too, as it says, uh, the cult showed m- remarkable propensity for spreading a Russian yeah. doctor who prepared maps of its diffusion taken from the accounts of the people who had been caught and tried during a succession of cases in the early 19th century. So based on all these people, because they do start going to trial, we'll go into that, that up until 1839, the cult had centers in most Russian provinces. So again, this is why he's jailing, uh, you know, Paul uh, in the the leadership of the the kings and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Because Russia was still had a, 
monarchy, you know, mm-hmm. the, the czars, uh, why they're, co- you know, actually caring about all these people. It's not a bunch of crazy, like at the beginning it says, you would think this is crazy people that were, you know, a small, uh, you know, heaven's gate. They, they only had like 20 people. Right. Less than thirty people, I, I think. think it was sixteen, wasn't it, or twenty twenty six people? I think it was. Or yeah, yeah, I, I forget what it was. Yeah, uh, well, it's less than thirty that they had right. killed themselves. Right. And there was another cult. I mean, even Jim Jones, most of those people were murdered now. Yeah. Um, they shot, needle marks, all that kind of stuff. So that was a, not really a mass suicide. There's another one called the Old Order of the Solar Temple. Mm-hmm. It was up in Canada, and I think Switzerland. That was another cult right around in the early nineties. It probably has the greatest actual mass suicide count. And it was like 70. Right. And they killed a bunch of babies too. But anyway, so you think of when these crazy cults, oh, I guess, yeah, there's the Am Shimriko and uh, Japan killed a bunch of people, but yeah. didn't have a lot of suicide. But anyway, point I'm making is these super fanatical ones that go to extremes don't usually have a lot of people. This one says they had centers or churches right in every russian province yeah so they these guys really were a threat well i think yeah they were talking about the numbers yeah later on in like the methods like how many people were catching with like an axe versus like which would suck yeah uh, versus like a piece of tin or whatever yeah well let's get to that when we get there but um yeah so the other thing too was that they they endured a lot of persecution yeah. Um, Siberia was mentioned more than once of where they would get sent. They yeah. would, you, uh, the gulag, I suppose. Yeah, I think yeah, we um, skipped over um, one of the parts where they actually sent the, the leader, Solivanov, to uh, Siberia. He got out, yeah. came back to the city. I think it, I think it said, like, a big city. I, I wasn't sure if it was Moscow or St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg is what it was, yeah. Yeah, so he went back there <laughs> to the same place he yeah. just got sent from, starts preaching again, and then, like, no one even cares, but these guys got sent and they would escape all the time or they would go as we'll, we'll see later. They would, where they get sent to some place. Yeah. Government hoped they would just go out to this wilderness and die. Right. Right. They actually started centers and then people around there like would congregate. Be converts. And and convert. Yeah. That still blows me away. It's like, so this is the thing I was going to talk about the secret, right? Yeah. This is the power that they held over people because they would, they would promise it's like the carrot like hanging out like hey you can get to know the secret the secret's powerful the secret's going to change everything like this is why we're so powerful and they could say that because they were spread out all over the whole of russia yeah, and right? they actually did have in they had infiltrated when you have i mean think of that as the, you know with a prince back then or the czar or the king and he brings you into his court yeah i mean that's like trump or the president <laughs> right bringing uh some spiritual advisor in right yeah and literally sitting on the like one of his advisors right who advise like they have a lot of power yeah these people that are uh brought in like that so you gotta think like (laughs) uh it's kind of crazy yeah it is Um, crazy yeah but i was gonna say so going back to this it says uh they embraced people of several different races and temperaments Mm -hmm. which is interesting so it wasn't just you know, certain people or a certain race. Yeah, the white Russian, Euro, whatever, right. Slavic. Yeah. Um, it said great concentrations of the people of God, as it said, existed as far apart as St. Petersburg and the Black Sea area and the borders of the White Sea. Yeah. Even by 1822, the spread had been ex- extraordinary. 
Most of the gold and silversmiths of the capital belonged to it, and Crimea was thoroughly infiltrated with the doctrine. So, and this is the other thing you have to think about. Russia is so huge as a landmass. And even back then when they had the yeah. whole Russian empire, you had a lot of people. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of people. Yeah. <clears throat> so it says this. It says, more than one theorist uh, claims that there was a secret for which confided to the members only after they had been castrated. By making the sacrifice of, the, of that magnitude, the member would not only be uh, be proved to be worthy, but would would <clears throat> he would not only uh, have very much to go back to if he were to revert. So, in other words, like you you once you make the commitment of castration, you're you're totally um, you're totally like in it. Like you, you can't go back. Like it's a big commitment. And then it says. The secret, according to the, to a confession of one who is referred to as a scope a scopez, uh, who had gone mad, was the means whereby one man or woman can gain absolute power over another and appear to cause miracles. The inner teaching said a young man who had heard such things discussed by his parents when he was almost in his cradle, and who escaped before puberty to avoid the uh, euthanistic attentions. Enthusiastic. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he probably wished he was euthanized. <laughs> the enthusiastic attentions of his of his nearest and clo- and dearest um, was that a, was that a man can have the power of a god. Uh, this power is immensely greater and more fulfilling than obeying the dictates of fate in an, in a procreative activity, which has been imposed upon one. Only by sacrificing the organ of such indulgence could a person cultivate the taste for greater real power. Real in print in quotes there. So the secret was that they would have this real power, and it came at the expense of cutting off your things, mm-hmm. parting with something that was important. And they, because they, I think they looked at which is strange to me. They looked at sex as it seems almost hypocritical because they do have these sexual orgies that happen later on we find about um it it does seem hypocritical that they would cut those off to keep a person pure but then they would involve themselves in these other bizarre activities you know what i'm saying like yeah that seems strange to me yeah so but uh anyway so um so as this is now we're moving up all the way into like the 18 late 1800s with this you know this it's been going on for almost a hundred years and and then so um uh one of the thing one of the traits of the secret society was that it would it would influence the wealthy and what we would call the elite class and this is why i was this is where i was like in my mind i was making a connection and this and you just go with me on this all right this is in my mind where i was it was making a connection with this whole epstein thing because in my mind, I think that um, that the elite who are part of that circle of the pedo rings and the sexual thing and all the the human trafficking and all that, it was to serve the elite. They weren't getting the common man in this, right? But what happened mm-hmm. was is as a majority of the castrators were peasants because by sheer numbers a majority of russia was peasants mm-hmm. you know they were ruled by as you were saying the czar the czars the czars is that what they call czars. It? czars yeah and the monarchy or whatever you want to call it 
And so a majority of people were these peasants. And it did take off in certain circles of trades, like silversmiths, blacksmiths, things like that. Like they would, uh, they would kind of embark around this cult be, and it was mainly because it gave them power. It gave them power and it gave them ability. Well, what they, you know, wealth. what they seek, it's what they thought would give them power. Right. And, yeah. Would, yeah. But yeah. if you were definitely outside of it and didn't do a part of it, it you weren't going to have access to certain things and certain people and things like that. Yeah. So it did possess some kind of weird power. And so I was just going to read a little bit about this because this is where it connects to me. Mm-hmm. It says the town of uh, Morchansk um, in the province of Tab- Tabov uh, was witnessing remarkable scenes of mass and instant conversions, hallucinations, and the ever-growing power of the sinister Skopsi. On the last night of the year in 1869, the chief of police of the town was at a party. So it was New Year's Eve, the chief of police is at a party. About midnight, he was called out of, of the room and handed a letter by a servant of an important merchant asking for the release of three women of the sect who were in custody. They would be returned to their prison in the morning. 10,000 rubles in cash were enclosed with the letter. So it's appearing to be some kind of like, hey, I'll give you money, release these three ladies mm-hmm. for just a few hours. It says the matter was immediately turned over to the criminal investigation department. The merchant, uh, one uh, Platakine, Platasine. Some Russian. Some Russian name, yeah. We'll call him Plotty. Plotty was arrested on an attempt attempted bribery charge and his house was searched. His home... in. His home was found to consist of a cluster of houses built over four immense underground cellars. From these vaults, a huge amount of treasure and gold and banknotes was unearthed. But the damning evidence was an extensive correspondence with numerous wealthy merchants in various parts of Russia, including the well-known St. Petersburg, uh, a well-known St. Petersburg millionaire. The letters showed that all of the members were members of the cult were engaged in activities ranging from increasing their influence through bribery and recruitment to preparing for the overthrow of the state. People interviewed uh, stated that the reason for asking for a temporary release of the three women cultists was that they were needed to help to produce the ritual ecstasy which the sect was indulging in. It was believed that by using some of the prisoners in their rights, they would they would all be uh, be enabled to go free in some magical manner. This, of course, is nothing less than the principle of sympathetic magic, uh, like like effects like. G- going on the, this assumption, they would have made use of policemen and jailers too, if they could get a hold of them, to bring this element into the magical activities. Uh, Polly, Potley, or Plotney, whatever, what do we say we were going to call this guy? This This guy that was trying to bribe the the jailer, Plot, his name was Plotison, uh, was derived of his was deprived of his dignities and his civil rights and banished to Siberia along with twelve other men and nineteen women members of the movement. Uh, the correspondence plot and plots discovered le- led now to the attempted uprooting of Skopsy and other parts of the Russian Empire. Nearly two years were occupied with the trials of the accused, high and low, who were daily being discovered. Such horrors were revealed and such important people implicated that it was forbidden to publish further details of the cases. So um, they had like, so this is where I was, this is another way where I was connecting. This is like a deep state thing. They're trying to subverse and take over and bribe and control the government 
you know, from the inside. And so this was just a guy that got caught. He's like, hey, we need this for this rite, this ritualistic act. And then they have all these monies that they had gotten from wealthy and influential people, the elites of Russia that were part of this cult, this is secret society. Mm-hmm. And they were uh, using that money and using those things to give to them uh, to try and bribe, uh, you know, this official, this jailer, you know, this guy that ran the prison or whatever, to release these three women to just do a ritual, ritualistic activity. But yeah. what it did is it un, when they investigated it, it revealed so much more. Yeah. So a good you know? guy by turning, oh, immediately turning the bribe in and yeah, not taking it exposed <clears throat> all of it. Yeah. The network. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Like one guy reveals it all yeah sounds familiar doesn't it i don't know what, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> epstein <I'm so> sorry. <laughs> oh he wasn't a good guy though yeah um so anyways uh and so that they're, they're using these officials and they're trying to bribe them and they're trying to just kind of get their talons even deeper in it and also there's another part where it's talking about where they even paid off certain people in the church like in the catholic church to uh so that they would uh not they would allow them to do what they were doing in their towns and stuff like that. So, Oh, I did. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy that they were actually buying off and bribing, you know, people, money, politicians, people in authority. Yeah. You know, all right, let's talk about what a service was like, like one of these ritualistic services was like. So I'm just going to read from the book here. The baptism of fire was stated to be the way to eternal salvation. And it was also referred to as the seal of God. The great seal was a euphemism for the removal of the entire organ. And this was considered to be the highest form of dedication. The lesser seal was just the old ordinary style of castration. <laughs> so you, get, you, you take off the, uh, the whole twig and berries and you get the greater seal or the mm-hmm. great seal. <laughs> and right. you get eternal salvation. That's... The only it says the only it's like you're locked in. Well, it's stated to be the way to eternal salvation. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. Like, all right, we'll take the berries and the twig for eternal life. So if that was if Jesus said that. If if Jesus said that? Would you? If Jesus said that if he said the only way like if you knew that the religion was true, it had all the backing of Christianity, (laughs) all the years of Well, if I yeah, if I had that faith, yeah, of course. Yeah. Jesus said, yeah, and we know he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Right, but I'm saying. Right, not. But what if you, it's just one of those things to think about. You could earn your way to heaven if that were the case. Well, I'm saying if there was a religion, if these guys actually had the backing of years of documents that all fulfilled (laughs) the prophecy. Right. Would you you do it? I don't know. I mean, right now, top of my head, I would say no, because I know the truth. But if I. I'm not talking about. If I came into Christianity and that was like the claims that like, is the only way no i'm saying i guess i would if i want to go to heaven for sure yeah i mean what's the other alternative i would you yeah. know you know i mean don't go to heaven there's cults that do that right which we're reading about all right <laughs> normal marital relations between man and woman were considered sinful uh parents in giving life to their children committed a very mortal sin this was the reason this was the reason given for making the neophyte before initiation write the names of his progenitors on a paper and trample them underfoot it should be mentioned however that this practice was claimed 
was claimed by the members of some communities to be a symbolic a symbolic one in which the candidate formally indicated his severance from his worldly ties variations as already noted allowed two children to be born before initiation and it is reported that only one child was allowed in some groups of the order so not only was there this baptism of fire for eternal life you could cut off everything and then get get that guarantee then then they were talking about how having children was a mortal sin and even sex was sinful yeah that's crazy man that's just crazy to me yeah god thank god for sex like think think of the twisting of this for just a minute <laughs> you guys are laughing over there but thank god for sex man it's a beautiful thing and here's the thing is it's like god made it and it's good mm-hmm. like so let's the enemy wants to pervert it and make it bad and make it something. Well, I mean, when you think about modern day, what is the the biggest tenets? So it, it will, I don't know if we talked about this, but sex is symbolic of, I mean, it's life. It's life. That's the yeah. the, the greatest, the, the, but you, Extend, as a continuing human, continuing life. Yeah. Yeah. You're cr- bringing, I mean, you know, I'm not going to say that we're being gods in this way, but we are like God in his image to create right. humans from the way that he gave us. So that's why the liberals always, they're always going after life. They're, the, the thing is they hate life. That's why they're attacking gender. They're going after the institution of procreation, you know, right. like by telling kid boys yeah. to, I mean, you think about this right now. I'm going to go off on this thing. All right, do it. Liberals are doing this right now because they're telling boys, if a boy is like, oh, I like pink, then they're saying, oh, he's a girl. Right put him on hormone blockers, which is essentially, I mean, it's castrating him. It's its not producing testosterone. He's being yeah, medically castrated. Chemical castration. So liber- liberal people and these mentally ill people that are committing child abuse by giving hormone blockers to kids. <laughs> Did you say liberal or mentally ill people? Yeah, this is. <laughs> no, I just, I love when you phrase it like that. <laughs> I mean, who else would, like, I mean, seriously, think about this. We're laughing about these guys that, I mean, castrate themselves. Right? Think about this. Actually, I'm going to think about I'm, right. I'm putting the book down. Think right. about this for a second. Okay. You We're, know what really grinds my gears? I hate Family Guy so much. Don't ever say anything about that. I hate Family Guy so much. Oh, stop. Um, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but think about this. We're we're talking. You're just jealous, Chris. I, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> That's the old man. Oh, okay. You're a mighty fine boy. There. That, that means nothing to me. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't get the reference. <laughs> um, but think about this. So we're like joking about this. Even when I was just saying that about yeah. you know, if if Jesus came down and it was the same religion, but the only way to get eternal life, we yeah. would if if it was the only thing, and he said, you got to cut it off. That's the only way to get to heaven. Right. And he did it. I'm just, just saying, if that same religion, we probably wouldn't be laughing about it. I mean. No, we take it very seriously. We take it very seriously. Yeah. So you think we're laughing like, so if these people actually did believe and these people were performing miracles around them through yeah. the demons giving them power or whatever, if they actually believed it enough that they were willing to do it, like. They weren't doing it to their kid, like you know, like at least it's one person doing it to themselves, right, right, or offering it. They're not doing it to their children. I mean, think about that. We're, I mean, and this isn't like a new idea, and I'm not saying anything that's like mind blowing, but right. I mean, we're praising people that are literally castrating their children in the same way. Well, I mean, we're not, but people are. People, culture are. is yeah. 
So and, and you're you're raised up. If you do that, you're so progressive. You're fighting for rights of trans people, which don't exist because it's mental illness. So right. by indulging these people and castrating your children. So if you're as oh, this is so weird. Oh my god, these Russian these Ruskies are so backwards. No, like Americans are doing that every day, and the media is telling them you're empowering your child to medically castrate them, doing the same thing. So it comes directly, it's in a direct assault right. from the word of God, because the word of God said the first instruction he gave Adam and Eve was what? Be fruitful and multiply. That's right. Yeah. Go go have lots of kids, make kids. Yeah. Fulfill the earth, make it, make it populated. Yeah. You know, and it, nothing's changed since then. No. Right. I mean, so the, that's what you see. And it's not only making these children not be able to have kids, but the promotion of homosexuality and sodomy i mean right the, the promotion of that is not you don't make babies by <laughs> through sodomy right, right. that's because not how there's no works. procreation that's so right. i mean you gotta think every this is again liberal you know the liberals are doing this they're not doing anything new they're attacking children yeah they're abusing children by doing the same thing so yeah. you should be outraged at all these people that are oh, castrating their children i know I i'm just I think. speaking I think I think more people are outraged than would let on, and I think because of the politically correct culture that we live in, that yeah. people are are fearful to say anything, yeah. because they'll be well. Look at what happened recently with Mario Lopez. Yeah, he came out and said, "Oh, oh, this he is said wrong. this exact thing." Yeah. yeah, and then and then he gets like hammered, and then he has to give this retraction and apologize because of pressure, and people were just like, "Just stick to your guns, quit yeah. being." You know, look, we all know in our heart of hearts, this is wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. Yeah. You know, and for I agree with you, though. I think it's coddling and it's allowing us to move in and in progress in a wrong direction culturally. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> well, I mean, think about this. If we call all the listeners warriors. Right. Right. You know, I, I'm, I'm so fed up with people that I was going on this Twitter rant earlier <laughs> Like, oh, I'm not going to have friends if I tell them I don't, I don't want to go to their gay wedding or, you know, I don't want to do, like, I, I don't want to do that. I'm going to, I'm not going to be friends. I'm going to lose friends. Who cares, man? Like, get, like, if you're not going to stand for truth, and I'm not saying be a, a jerk about it. Right. But if you're too scared to, like, stand in the truth of the gospel and, like, the teachings of Jesus. Yeah. Like, I was going to say, lukewarm Christians don't, you know last very long jesus doesn't like him he's not approving of that yeah no I, there is so, a there's be, a stand stop for being truth. a wuss stop being a wuss <laughs> stop being a quick castrated quick, yeah. man <laughs> quit being a castrated you know man. what if you're if you're scared you might as well you know just cut them off if you're not going to stand up well you're yeah. going to get you're going to get scared that someone's going to call you i'm telling you man i and i preached a sermon on this years ago a few years ago about the dangers of political correctness it is just destroyed. Uh, it has destroyed our an entire generation. Yeah, it really has. Multiple generations. Yeah, yeah. But it, the fruit of it in this generation the most. Yeah. You know. All right. Let's talk a little bit. Let's go back to the, the yeah. castrators. Let's talk a little bit about what a typical service would be like for them. It says in a typical Saturday night, Scopesy religion ceremony, men and women were led in the singing of hymns by one or more prophets. These songs were often composed and of apparently barbarous words and the compelling rhythm and the tunes seem to have been the mainstream instrument of producing frenzy. 
<laughs> right, I know. No, you're still stuck. Oh, in that. main instrument yeah. of producing frenzy. Um, they got in your head. Look, man, so you they used got to see. Look, man, I, a lot of people don't know this, and I'll just share this with you. I, so I grew up with a learning disability. Uh, dyslexia is a problem for me, and my brain goes faster when I'm reading than I can take it in. Yeah. So I, I know, make a lot of mistakes. I'm not giving you crap about that. I'm saying that mainstream, my, like. I read it as mainstream as well. Every time really? I start seeing main, that's why I laughed when you said it out loud. We're oh. so conditioned. We, you have dyslexia too? Welcome, I don't. Welcome to the club, Rosie. No. Oh, okay. I'm just saying it's so funny that we're so used to seeing main and adding in mainstream because it's all mainstream media. Yeah. Okay. So I was just laughing at that. <laughs> all right. So music was the main instrument of producing frenzy. During the singing, one or, one or other of the leaders present would apparently pass into some form of trance and give out orders and prophecies to all the sundry. <laughs> These ejaculations <laughs> were carefully written down and abated by <laughs> What kind of word is that to use for this topic? These ejaculations. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so juvenile. I'm the only adult. <laughs> you are not... <laughs> Oh, the, just the word, the word choice no, for that <laughs> sentence is just horrible. Oh, my gosh. All right. The final part of the proceeding was the <laughs> was the frenzy dancing, which was carried out in such a violent manner as to give the impression that the dancer was possessed by spirits. The dance most often re used resembled uh, shamas, shamana, shamanistic displays among the Mongols. The arms were held outwards from the sides and moved up and down to the beat of a small drum. Then with the whole body twitching as if it wanted involuntary to step forward, the dancer would, would put his left foot forward by two jerky steps followed by the right. The music varied from a really thundering rhythm of, on percussion instruments to a form of dance which seemed to resemble twerking. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I put that in there. Which seemed to resemble the waltz step of latter days. Sometimes the dancers... In imitation of one of their leaders would mimic frenzied his or her hand gesture her hand gestures something like a team of athletes doing calisthenics the initiation of a new errant entrant does not follow this pattern at all oddly enough it might be expected that the recruitment would take place after participation in an orgy another bad word such as has been described so that word orgy is in the description of the frenetic dancing and all that kind of stuff, the frenetic dancing. All right, um, let's see here. But in this, in the case of the Scopsy, it was the individual who was first worked up to a stage of piety, excitement, a consciousness of sin, and a desire to participate in the activities of the group, which seemed to ha to him ha to have much, have so much power and mystery. It it also might be said that the instructor once had had found a victim conditioned him by remaining as it were one step behind him in his mounting excitement and desire to join the privileged class in the final vow before the ritual castration the victim promised of his own free will to come to the redeemer to to keep secret from the emperor princes parents relatives and friends everything that was connected with these holy affairs to submit to the persecution torture fire and even death before before revealing any part of these mysteries to enemies, so um, 
So that would be what a like a, a a window into what some of these ritualistic parties would be like. So it would be like weird music, dancing, and then um, inappropriate words like ejaculation and orgy <laughs> <laughs> used to describe it. And uh, and uh, and then the prophet or the leader would like do these certain motions, and then people would join in. And so it just was like it sounds, you know, honestly, knowing a little bit about like Christian stuff it sounds a little bit like some of these uber charismatic movements yeah kundalini spirit might have been kundalini yeah kundalini spirit yeah i was gonna say that's a uh it's like a common thing to get to an altered state of consciousness is um you know people do that that kind of stuff like dancing really to exhaustion mm-hmm. um because you know that that point to the second wind if you will or yeah you know like break the wall or whatever they call it yeah so you know to i mean that's why they're doing it with the banging i mean if it's this banging rhythmic um like tribal yeah i was gonna say uh, the indians do it a lot the indians are indians american indians american indians uh well i guess all aboriginal you know have the beating drum which you can sink i mean it's it's a very yoga thing it's a very eastern thing when you think about it, like even just the, the aspect of uh, speech, right? When yeah. they om, om, because you focus on a word that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Om does not have any meaning in and of itself. It's simply a thing to focus on so that you clear your mind and that kind of thing. And then it's the same thing with doing, repeating the same thing to exhaustion. They do it in like sweat lodges. Mm-hmm. That's what they get. I mean, they get sick. They get violently sick, and they do things like ayahuasca and everything that gets very sick and dumps all the body. But I mean, sitting in a sweat lodge, dancing around, the exhaustion. They reach an altered state of consciousness. Is ultimately um, why they do it. So it's very, uh, yeah, not brand new. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, and many you, different religions. It's it? definitely not Christian. <clears throat> yeah, it's definitely not. Um, you want to talk about a little bit because it goes it goes into now a little bit of what what their lodges would have been like. You want to jump into that there? Is it the last paragraph? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Scopsi the Scopsi built their meeting places with some care in order to preserve themselves from intrusion. They claimed, of course, that the plan of the buildings and the method of their arrangement was essential to the production of the power which they were using. The general pattern was a room built as far as possible from any other dwelling house, though surrounded by barns and other buildings. Either in the middle of this enclosure where there was a courtyard, or within the room itself, the orgies were held. <laughs> yeah. uh, there are always a number of secret doors which led to fields, and each member knew where his or her own emergency exit was. This provided against congestion in the case of attack, and the probability of some, at least of the worshippers, might escape. That's funny. They, they, you know, you're going to all go out this door. We're going to go out this one. So they're yeah, like used to. Assigned exit. Doors. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. In escaping, the senior members would pass through a bee house, placed there to discourage the attentions of any party investigating the premises. You never <laughs> want to go messing around with a bunch of bees. Yeah. Right. That's actually smart. It is smart. Yeah. Uh, there was special garb worn worn for the devotions the men wore long white wide shirts closed at the neck with long sleeves uh, it says of quite an oriental pattern um 
Yeah, there's a this book was written a while ago, yeah, and so it's not us. You know, there might be some stuff in there. A girdle, a girdle was tied around the waist, and large baggy trousers completed the outfit. The woman wear blue grounds of blue gowns of mankeen in the towns of Chinnits. I don't know. They wore blue gowns, <laughs> yeah, and they covered their heads with white cloths. All wore white stockings at times, and other times were said to be barefooted. And their hands were white handkerchiefs, with which they called flags. Members not yet castrated were deemed donkeys or goats, while the others were white lambs or doves. Hmm. So the pre-castrated were the donkeys or goats. Is yeah. that what they're saying? So. Yeah, yeah. And then afterwards, they were, you know, pure you're lambs. A, you're a lamb. Doves. You're a dove. Yeah. And uh, is that what doves sound like? Yeah, that's ah, a morning okay. morning dove. Oh, no, they them. actually, they're, there's, I could do it. I used to, I used to mimic a morning dub. <laughs> did that come in handy? It did. It did. When I was, <laughs> I was like, you know, I was doing my detective agency and I needed the assistance of animals. Um, I would call the morning doves to come in and help me every day. You know what? I'm going to tell a funny story about this. So I had a friend who was, got really big into uh, transcendental meditation. Uh, uh, this is a true story. <laughs> I'm already excited. This is crazy. All right. So he got super into meditating. He would meditate, I'm not even kidding, 10 to 12 hours a day. Whoa. He would sit in his room, burn tons of incense. Like the room would just be... Disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Well, just cloudy. Yeah. And he would just sit there and meditate. He wouldn't eat, wouldn't go to the bathroom, anything. He did this for like a year and a half. And finally, he had what they call complete ego death, which is something that they talk about uh, when you do a lot of hallucinogenics or anything. And this state of... Uh, Nirvana? But, no, Nirvana is a, a, a different thing. Yeah, and maybe it is. I'm not so sure with the different terms, but they all most of these Eastern religions and New Age stuff talk about um, a oneness. Uh, you know, the idea that your individual consciousness eventually melts away, and wow. your individual, and you return to the 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 one, the universal the oneness, the universal oneness. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Weird. Um, so he, he had that while he was still here, you know, <laughs> so he didn't know what to do. And he started freaking out. Cause he's like, I don't exist anymore. And like, I, but I'm still trapped in this body. And he went through this like very serious crisis, existential crisis. Existential, he, and yeah. uh, so he, he got sent to this treatment center and he would, and they had, they couldn't stop him from doing it. Cause he, he was like, there are some hippie people that work there and they're like, <laughs> he could die if he doesn't do this. So they let him like have four hours of meditation a day and he would sit out in, in the fields, in the forest. Yeah. And literally he would just sit there and birds and squirrels and deer and stuff would just come <laughs> and sit around him. I'm not even making it up. Like he would just sit there and birds would fly down and like sit on his shoulder. What? Yeah. Uh. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that would happen to me too. When I was doing my detective, <laughs> my detective agency. Yeah. But yeah, they made a movie about it. What was it called? Detective Pikachu? No. <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu. No, it was, uh, I saw that movie in theaters <laughs> <laughs> and you call me, <laughs> you're the one. Oh man. Do you, are you castrated? No, uh, I did see it a, with a friend. That was a damn guy. movie about Pikachu, <laughs> and you're a full grown man. What do you call yourself? My friend wanted to see it. <laughs> oh, your friend! If your yeah. friend wanted to jump off a bridge, would you? Oh man! Yeah. No, I was thinking of Ace Ventura. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pet Detective. <laughs> 
okay. Uh, in order to absorb the part of the divinity of the renowned Shilov, small pieces of bread were eaten, which were placed in holes of a monument which had been erected to him. Uh, it was claimed by a priest, a spy, who cultivated certain Scopsy leaders on church order. So there you go. The church is actually trying to infiltrate them. Mm-hmm. That there was a communion of flesh and blood. This possibly fi- fictitious practice was said to take the particularly obnoxious form of cannibalism, <laughs> which could be expected among a community of castrated tenants. <laughs> Can we say adrenal chrome? <laughs> no, <laughs> they're talking about it. I, uh, I know, I know. Yeah, okay. Uh, Again, with the weird the use communion. of words. Yeah. No, they're, ta- they're talking about eating the... Uh, the, fl- the the castrated parts. The castrated parts. Yeah. Yeah. I figured that, but I was just trying to... Yeah. Castration is called the baptism of fire by the sect because, according to their beliefs, it was originally carried out by a red-hot iron. Mm. Because of human weakness, this was amended to allow a sharp knife to be employed. Mm. Christ, they hold, and all the early Christians all practiced it. Oh, right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> It seems, however, <laughs> that the act, rather than the instrument with it, is all important. So it's, it doesn't matter about the, the thing that they did it. This is borne out by the statistics published by the authorities as follows. So this is the number of... What they use what and they how many use. people. <laughs> yeah. <they> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Knife, 164. Razor, 108. Hatchet, 30. <laughs> Hatchet. A scythe. Don't move. <laughs> a scythe. A scythe. Is that like a, like a sickle? No, that's what... What's a scythe? <laughs> that's what the Grim Reaper holds. Yeah, sickle. That's well, a, I think it's a like sick- a big, yeah. with like a big arched kind yeah, of blade. Yeah, but I think the sickle is handheld. Yeah. The scythe is on a big stick. Like, on a big stick. Yeah, that's yeah. what... Well, how do they do that one? <laughs> you, got, you got to hold real close. Yeah, you got to be real good with that. Mm. <laughs> and then iron, glass, tin, etc. Tin. 17. Oh, gosh. Uh, Please hurry. I'm trying. Uh, the tin isn't sharp enough. Oy. Oy. The, okay. I, oh, man. The exact location of the operation varied a good deal. In 620 cases investigated by the police, 96 were carried out in houses, 19 castrations in prisons, 41 in baths, <laughs> uh, 32 in barns, 6 in cellars, 136 in woods, and 223 on roads and in fields. Hmm. That's on roads? <laughs> Pull over. Probably in the middle of the night. That's my guess. I guess so. If the authorities were unable to account for the strange beliefs and practices of the Scopsy, they were at least going to comply with filling in the appropriate form under where the offense was committed. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> all right, I'll keep that's going. That's just crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, women members were almost as fanatical as men, 40% as fanatical, that is to say. Within them, we are informed, the operation is as fearful as it is revolting, and yet we find women among the operators. Among 43 43 peasant women who acted in this capacity, five had actually operated upon, upon men. Four members in 10 were females on average. So women were, uh, we're into it. <laughs> <laughs> we had this discussion before too. How does a woman get castrated? Yeah, and you talked about female genital mutilation. Yeah, FG, which FGM, FGM, yeah. which uh, another cult, right? Um, all across the world, 
I know, man. And many different continents <laughs> still practices, including here in the United States. Yeah, uh, it should be illegal, are, but yeah, uh, it's yeah. just not even funny. It's just yeah. Just, don't look that up. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's very sad that they do that. Mm. Um, but I was gonna say, so they obviously had women who were into this. So uh, maybe I'm saying this to myself as well. But if you think that there's not a woman out there for you. <laughs> if you're single right now. If you're single, there's hope. <laughs> there's actually a, there's actually castrators like a like a you know, farmers only and Christian mingle. It's like Dude, maybe castrators mingle. Castrated mingle or <laughs> Oh my gosh. Hey, look, we have the highest uh or the lowest pregnancy first date rates of any of these of these <laughs> Because you're cast in the highest STD, because no one would wear. Right, you wouldn't wear protection, you know? right? You just. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Let's uh, finish. Let's wrap this up. The Scopsy <laughs> dying quick. The Scopsy cast their net wide in terms of converts, and in 1850, it was remarked that if their numbers of their aristocratic adherents were small compared to the peasants within their ranks, this was merely because in Russia most people were peasants. Yeah. So there you go. One report states that their numbers in the matter of proportions to peasants to people of quality <laughs> approximate to the usual relation of I love, numbers. I love how they go, people of quality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Joe Biden when he was saying that, <laughs> yeah. when he talked about poor people. Oh, or, and he said, poor well, people white, are just as smart as white, white people. people. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, Hillary Clinton said something similar back on uh, i remember that she said uh she started instead of saying like uh she said something i can't remember what it was but she was like hard-working americans <laughs> and she kept saying hard-working americans as opposed to saying i don't know whatever they would say it now right yeah i know uh, i remember that she got heat for that yeah all right so here we go sampling by class is still extant so uh four ladies and four gentlemen of nobility 10 military and 5 naval officers, 14 civil servants, there's your government people, mm -hmm. 19 priests, 148 merchants, 220 citizens, <laughs> citizens. <laughs> citizens. 2,736 peasants, of whom 827 were women, 119 landowners, 443 soldiers, and soldiers' wives and daughters. Hmm. Uh, the attempts at suppression of the sect served in many cases only to increase its power, a fact which had been foreseen was actively canvassed by the members, which would make sense if they tr keep trying to kill you. Right. Yeah. It starts growing, you'd, you'd be emboldened. Scopsy, on the other hand, uh, who had been placed in the care of monks, converted whole monasteries to their teachings in spite of the horror with which they had been viewed upon entry. Mm. The unpopularity of the clergy and the police actually provided a large number of cases of emulation on the part of individuals who wanted to share their fate. Observers were convinced that the only way to stop the spread of the cult was to deport its members to unpopulated places and leave them there to die out. Another obstacle was the crushing of the move of another obstacle to the crushing of the movement, much noted during the beginning of the 20th century, was the fact that the Scopsy endowed churches. There you go paid large sums of money to priests and officials and generally became looked upon as benefactors by large numbers of people who th were thus prevented from doing their duty to protect society against them. So they paid off the people that were, could have done something against them. Yeah. Yeah. The, 
The riddle of the power of the Scopsy has had some light thrown upon it by more psychological research, noting that the active emasculation and self-mutilation is a very old form of religious activity. This guy in this book <laughs> uh, believes that this cult and others like it originated with a self-destructive urge, which can be found or developed in many people. So mm. um, capitalizing on, I guess, an innate, that's uh, it's, kind of scary if he's, if that's right. Yeah. But I, I mean, know. it would kind of make sense as to why some people, you know, do these things if it's an innate thing in well, people. Yeah. And I, you always have that one thing over them of the whole idea of eternal life can come through this one action. Right. And then you also get the secret knowledge. Yeah, exactly. And if you're a peasant, you want, you want to be moving up. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, it is related. He thinks in common with many other psychological thinkers to all forms of self mortification, whether done in the name of religion or otherwise. There are to this day people in many parts of the world who will claim that self-mutilation is but a step to the attainment of mystical insight mm. that is associated with the idea of sacrifice seems in no doubt at all. Mm. Uh, what is still in dispute is whether all forms of self-mortification are merely mental states or whether there is in fact some, some inner response which can be tapped by these means. Few people would go to the irredeemable, irredeemable lengths of the Scopsy in order to find out, which is true. Mm -hmm. uh, the methods employed with such success and mass conversions by the Scopsy may depend upon the existence of teachers fanatical enough to drive home a dominant idea into the minds of suggestible people. So that's important. If you, you know, if there's not some charismatic leader saying, cut off your junk. Right, <laughs> you right. Know? If it's just some, like, goober nerd, like, hey, guys, you should really do this. It's cool. <laughs> Look at me. I got so much money and all these cool women. Like, if you, if, They're like, you can't even use the women. Right, yeah. And he's like, you know, there's, yeah, well, you know, you should do it. It's a literal orgy at our, <laughs> at our house of God. Yeah. They, so they had a lot of charismatic leaders. Yeah. If this is so, then there is no secret knowledge such as been hinted at in the Scopsy Confessions, it is unlikely that the cult will have a starting as startling a feature as its past. So if there is, if there is some secret there, yeah, you know, it's still going on. It says, yeah, if there's actually something to it that these people um, passed on. That's right. So, which is, I think, a, a very, you know, interesting point is that if there wasn't some secret knowledge being passed around right right yeah um people wouldn't just do it yeah no totally that's yeah yeah that whenever there's something to be attained it draws attention in tangible ways that's right yeah, yeah. um hey, i don't mean to cut you off here <laughs> pardon the pun yeah oh <laughs> remember when we were we checked the twitter yes. twitter twinding twitter 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 wow twitter. i can talk i can do it i can't twitter trending Guess where we are now? We were at number seven. Guess what it's moved to now? Twenty. With seventy-eight or seventy-one point eight thousand tweets, mm -hmm. it is now twenty-one hmm. trending. The number ten trending item has only fourteen thousand tweets. So this got more than fourteen thousand tweets in the last hour, right? And it moved down, right? It's. It's not even making sense. The number three it only has 19,000 tweets. That makes sense. How is it moving down? What's, what's, oh, you know what? I just refreshed it. It's completely gone. 
Well, it's not even in the top twenty-five now. There you go. There's act. There is act, that's it. Ongoing suppression. Suppression. Literally, as we talk. Yeah. And uh, I was going to say, since people like we were talking about at the beginning, I'll wrap it up with this. Um, people were sending me stuff. Uh, apparently, the autopsy has since come out, mm. and the medical examiner didn't say it was suicide. He said uh, something along the lines of. Uh, we don't really suspicious know. death, huh? Uh, well, no, but it was just I don't know. I don't think he said necessarily suspicious, but he said it was pending further information. Oh man! So you think if it was a suicide, he would just say, "Hey, he killed himself." Right. Uh, clear strangulation. Clear. That's right. Yeah. Asphyxiation. Loss of loss of oxygen. Yeah, asphyxiation. So well, asphyxiation. <laughs> well, dude, that's the castrators. Of Russia. Yes. Everything you wanted to know about them and their crazy ideas, beliefs, and religious rituals. Yes. So this was a long one. Yeah. Thank you guys. for. We were actually planning on doing two other ones in the <laughs> right. same episode. What's cool is we have some of these crazy weird ones, because this is one of the weirdest ones we've ever done. Yeah. These last couple that we're going to do, the next couple that we're going to do, the next two or three or whatever that we're going to do, have they're crazy. They're just weird like this. Yeah. So... Anyways. So thanks for sticking with us. Yeah. I hope you learned something. Yeah. Hey, thanks for everything. And we'll catch you next time on All Out War. Stay hydrated. Thanks for listening to the All Out War podcast today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to know more, you can visit us on the web at alloutwar.us or you can find us on Twitter at All Out Warcast. Hey, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.